You're listening to A Mighty Love, the podcast for honest and witty love wisdom. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Demetrius. Hey. I am your other co-host, Polly M. Galseeks. Hey there. Hey, welcome to Almighty Love. Welcome back. I hope it's welcome back. Or if you're a new listener, welcome. You mm-hmm. are in for a world of enjoyment? Yeah. Pain? I don't know. Probably not pain. And we send you a free box of candy. Uh, nope, that's, nope, I'm gonna, legal says that's not true, actually. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah, we're gonna send you a box of condoms? Actually, we should try to figure out how to send you a box of metaphors. A box of metaphors. (laughs) All right. All right. So, this week, I want to talk about emotional agility. What's that? Yeah, it's where you, um, it's sort of like parkour, but with your feelings. (laughs) Is it? No, I don't think that's true at all. I think that's wildly inaccurate. (laughs) Wildly. So I read an interview with Susan David. So she has a new book coming out, Emotional Agility, Get Unstuck, Embrace Change, and Thrive in Work and Life. And I thought that the concepts that she talked about in this interview are interesting. And if you want to go read the whole book, go for it. I haven't read the whole thing, so I can't recommend it wholeheartedly. But she seems cool. The ideas she talked about are cool. And I thought it'd be cool for us to talk about it. Yes, yes. So So. what is emotional agility? All right. So essentially, she describes it as experiencing the full range of emotions, including the difficult ones, and intentionally acting in accordance with our values yeah um you know i one of the things i I really got stuck on or not stuck on in a a negative way but more of a general like huh was um what she describes as being emotionally inagile because it's more of a i would say a before and after but more of like a somewhere in between after uh because i wouldn't (laughs) i don't think i'm like 100 emotionally agile i think i'm Like, everyone is working to get there, me included. I think some people are more agile than others. Yes, yeah. But, yeah, it's a journey. Yeah, Uh, and I'm just going to quote directly from the interview where she's asked, like, what does it mean to be emotionally inagile? And some of the words really stood out to me. It's uh, when our thoughts, emotions, and stories start to dominate our behavior with our partner, which dominate our actions and ultimately take us away from the relationship. So we were talking about anecdotes, like mm-hmm. how do how does that relate to our own lives? And I really got stuck on, um, at some point in my early life, my childhood, I became really, really emotionally withdrawn, which I used to think I was a shy kid, but I don't think I was that shy. I think it was more about like, I didn't want to express myself to people because I was afraid of being hurt or people judging me. So, like, um, fearful of rejection. and Yeah, fearful of rejection. Like, mild social anxiety, maybe. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. I have both of those things mm-hmm. still to this day, but I'm way more comfortable being like, yep, I'm incredibly anxious right yes. now. <laughs> um, and that sort of informed my relationships. And even in my 20s, I just thought, okay, I'm not really shy anymore, but I am closed off, and I'm just not good at communicating my emotions. I'm not good at, like being able to express myself to a partner. And that's just something I'll never be good at. I'll never be able to tell like a partner how I really feel about them. And like, I'll never be able to cry in front of a partner. Mm. Um, And that was something that I really reinforced to myself. Like no one else was telling me that. 
Um, no one in my life was telling me to be closed off. Like I would say if my mother was listening, she'd be like, no, I told him to do the opposite. So it really was like me creating an environment where I was making myself in agile. So I really, that, that, that's the part that resonated with So it's with kind me. of like, not just that you had a hard time communicating, but that you believed that and you hung on to that and like yeah. made it part of your identity that you were oh, bad yeah. at communicating. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I think that. I am someone who, if I set my mind to something, I can do just about anything within reason. Um, I cannot fly yet. Um, but Not with that attitude. Not with that attitude. Uh, but I set my mind to believing that I was bad at communicating to a partner who I was intimate with. So then I just was. Like, yeah. It, it also was hard. Like, it's not easy for me to communicate openly with people in general because your projection right but i was making myself even more inagile so it was like a self-fulfilling prophecy absolutely yeah yeah that's really hard i think one of the stories that i used to tell myself is that i'm too much like uh at this point if you're a regular listener it should be no surprise to you that i am not um laid back <laughs> or easygoing. <laughs> I like things the way I like things and I am particular and I'm also like very emotional, including like quick to lose my temper. And so I kind of had this story that like I'm too much and like I just have too much everything and I'm a lot to handle. And because I'm a lot to handle, I was always like fighting with feeling like I was supposed to make myself smaller or less me so that I'm acceptable and not an overwhelming ball of like energy and emotion that someone has to handle. But then that would just also make me frustrated and make me feel bad that I was trying to be less than what I am. And that was like a very bad negative cycle to get into. And I feel like that keeps you away from people when you're trying to be not yourself and telling yourself that the way you are isn't okay. And so being like, yeah, I am, you know, an emotional person and I am a lot and that's fine. And people who don't like that I'm a lot don't have to be in a relationship with me. That's yeah. fine. Um, you know that what you were saying actually got me thinking, I wonder where the line is between feeling as if you are not being emotionally agile because you are sort of reinforcing negative things about yourself to yourself mm -hmm. versus the people who I now would, I would call it being emotionally rigid yeah. or even just being rigid about their personality where they're like, I'm just an asshole. And if you don't like it, tough yeah. cookies. Like, so just starting from there, like where do someone draw the line between I'm just an asshole and you have to accept it. And I'm an asshole and nothing will ever work. You know? Well, I don't think, to the degree that, like, I'm a person with a lot of muchness, like, <laughs> you know, I can temper it when it's appropriate and necessary. And also, like, part of, you know, not all of it is good, like being very, like, passionate and loyal and are good things. But like, being quick to lose my temper is a less good thing. And it's something I've right, worked yeah. on. And like, overall, I'm still a very, like, highly emotional person. But like, I can temper the parts of it that are like, maybe the least ideal so like mm. i'm never gonna not be the way i am but you can sort of soften your edges and like similarly like if you're i'm an asshole's pretty broad but if you're like <laughs> yeah i'm just 
a terrible listener like you can become a better listener like yeah. you may never be like the kind of person where people are like oh i love to come to you because you're such a great listener but you can be better than you are yeah so i think you can always soften your edges and improve without completely transforming who you are like i guess how much of your personality is changeable it's always up for grabs yeah but you know, I was a very different person 10 years ago, and I'll probably be a different person in another 10 years, and that's normal, right? Yeah. No, I, I think so. I, and I really just, like, thought of it while you were yeah. speaking, but maybe maybe the difference there is a willingness to improve on things that you know are negative. Yeah. But accepting them and not letting them hold you back. Right. So, for example, like, I could have just been like, I'm a guy and I don't know how to communicate and you can just accept it. I also was doing the wrong thing by saying, I don't know how to communicate. I'm just never going to work on it. It just will be those things. So I guess the intent to become agile is good. Yeah. This you is know, sort of the path to go on. Right. And I think just not letting where you are dictate your self image too strongly. Yeah. Where you start is and where you have to end up. Right. Yeah. You know, and we're all transforming a little bit all the time. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I hope so. Things. Yeah, it'd be weird if you stayed exactly the same your whole life. Yeah. I mean, or you do stay the same, but there's a picture in your attic just progressively getting worse. Mm, and then you have Dorian Gray. Dorian Gray. I was, exactly I was imagining like my grandpa like trying to like skateboard down the stairs or something <laughs> like that. Oh, okay. You, all right. I, I went full. All right. We went in two different directions. All right. Fair. That's fair. Okay. All right. I wish my grandpa had ever had skateboarded down the stairs because that would be amazing to see. I don't think it would end well, but like. <laughs> Probably not. No, no. So I guess no. I don't wish he had, but yeah. like that would have been cool. That would have been cool. Yeah. Just once. Just, just one pop. pop. <laughs> um. Just put like a mattress at the bottom. It'll be fine. Yeah. So thinking about moving away from the stories you tell yourself that sort of hold you back. And of course, we both had different stories. Yeah. How, like, what did you do to make yourself realize, like, okay, I'm not, what's the opposite of too much? I don't know. Yeah. Nothing, a mouse? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not meek. Yeah. But... And there's some things that maybe are too much and there's some things I might want to change. But like, how did you get to the point where you're like, maybe I can soften some of this? Um, I think it was a couple things. I think it was one, it was like really seeing how having like poor emotion regulation, like had negative effects on my relationships and also mm. just my ability to like function like if I would get so mad that like I would spend half the day at work just angry at my desk like that's that's no good yeah um and you can't get anything done that's bad kind of just seeing how the parts of it that weren't working for me I think a therapist like I was talking about how like it's very hard for me to move on from angry feelings and mm -hmm. it's like well to quote Dr. Phil How's that working for you? And like, you know, he was being funny. Like he yeah. hates Dr. Phil. He yeah, knows I hate Dr. Phil. Terrible. And I like he's rolled my eyes, but I had to admit like, it doesn't. It's, and like, yeah. you know, so I think it was a combination of like realizing it slash being in therapy and having someone pointed out to me slash being mature enough where I realized I really wanted to like try to do better. Yeah. That I started to like think about it and work on it. And it's like, you know, I don't, I'm never going to be like, chill stoner dude and i'm never gonna 
be the kind of person who's always like, let's not get angry. Let's take a step back. Let's be angry. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, I'm a lot better than I used to be, you know? And that's something. Yeah. What about you? Like, how did you kind of break out of your story? I think it was sort of a similar combination of, I did not have a therapist who hated Dr. Phil. That's too bad. That is really sad because Dr. Phil is the worst. I just want to go on record that both this podcast as a duo and I think individually as people, like Dr. Phil is the worst. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's the worst. That was it. The end. We can end the podcast now. The uh, end. Our message finally has been delivered. Yeah, we've we've achieved uh, peak <laughs> A Mighty Love, which is don't listen to Dr. Phil. A Mighty Love hates Dr. Phil. <laughs> no, but I think it was a combination of maturing and recognizing that I also needed to change. Like, everybody can get older and mature, but you can also get older and get stuck in your ways. And you can just, there are people who are fully committed to, no, I'm a man, you know, like, we just don't know how to communicate. That's how we live. And cool for you, if that's what you want, that's terrible. Don't do that. Learn and grow. Um, I also like challenges. And one of the biggest challenges I've always thought of is, how can I be better? And there's probably plenty. The longer you've known me, the I would hope you think that I've gotten better as a person and in life. And I think it's also being maturing, being willing to accept the challenge of getting better as a person, but also looking back and realizing where you fuck up and like you are not perfect. And it's really hard to look at yourself at the end of the day and say, yeah, you actually are a dick. Like you were really rude. You didn't communicate. Like it's wrong of you to not communicate with your partner. And it's like, you know, if you want to go through life thinking like self-help is always about positive affirmations and like treating yourself kind, good. But I think in order to become more agile, I needed to be like, yo, you Demetrius are the asshole. You are the asshole here. And no amount of like positive reinforcement is going to change that you're the asshole because you're choosing to be the asshole, like fix your shit. So what was like the thing that sort of made you realize that you were being the asshole? Um, Did you go on Reddit on the, no, I don't. The asshole? Uh, I've never gone on there. No, you know what it was? And it wasn't even, it wasn't one thing. It was a lot of, it took years and, and I'll freely admit, and I hope I've apologized to these people individually, but also sorry uh seriously there's a lot of people that deserve apologies for me and i don't think i'll ever be able to give them all to everyone but it was years of like you just get away with stuff yeah like you can just like i could have gone through life just like treating every single person i ever encountered like shit especially the women i dated and nothing would have happened like Mm. nothing could have happened but it was just like years of realizing the fucked up things i did and then having a similar fucked up thing happen to me where I'm just like, oh, and it's just like a, I'm just such a bad man stereotype because mm. it's like a man turns 30 and then he realizes all the things he was doing when he was 20. Yeah. And it really is like that. It wasn't when I turned 30. Well, it it's like, just like what Justin Timberlake says. What goes around comes all the way back around. Yeah. It just takes a while. It had to get a sample from Timbaland, I guess. Yeah. But no, it just really was like life being like, huh. Oh, I was the asshole there. And then just like continuing to look backwards. Mm-hmm. And this is not a preview of the thing that I love or hate. But if you have, if anyone has watched the latest season of True Detective, have you? 
I have not. Will you? Because I'm going to spoil some of it. Uh, go ahead and spoil. Spoilers. Um, the theme of the show isn't about like, oh, this is a crazy detective case. The real journey of the show is the main character finally deciding to look backwards. He's a man who's like very like mm -hmm. outwardly macho. It's like a Vietnam vet. And the whole story is about him in the future, like losing his memory. Oh gosh. And what happens is he starts to remember more things the more that he looks back and like examines his life through a critical lens. And I thought that was an amazing exploration of not like, oh, we're going to solve this case. It was more about an exploration of a man growing as an emotional person. Mm -hmm. And I was the entire, like, like I love that series and I didn't really think about why. And really it's not about, it's a love story and it's about him looking back on this love story. And it's just like, that is the kind of person you need to be as somebody who looks back and you're like, I was wrong here. They were wrong here. But in the end, I need to be accountable for like my complex emotion. So, yeah, bizarrely, <laughs> this reminds me of the most recent season of Bojack Horseman. I haven't seen it yet, but you can spoil it. Oh, gosh. Well, he's recording a detective show, which will be on the website. What time is it now dot com? <laughs> If that doesn't okay. make you want to go watch the show, you should go watch the show right now because yeah. it's so goofy and ridiculous. So anyway, he's recording the show. But also in this season, along with last season, he's like thinking pretty hard about like his past and his yeah. childhood and how that affects him. And he kind of keeps asking himself, like, can I be better than what I am right now? Yeah. Is it even possible for me to change? Yeah. And... He keeps asking this of the other people in his life, but, like, honestly, all the people in his life have problems, too, and they're, like, not even able to give him a satisfying answer because they're managing their own shit. Yeah. It is a deep question of can you be better than what you are? And I think the answer is yes. Like, I don't think Bojack, the fictional horse, is ever going to not be a troubled person who has difficulty, you know, relating to other people. But yeah. I do think he could be better. Yes, I think... That step one is asking the question, can I be better? Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, we're jumping around on pop culture, but yeah. I do love Bojack Horseman. And I do think that for all his jokes and gags, it really is a great examination of a man who's looking back on his past with a lot of regret and is hiding a lot of that regret. Yeah. And like not trying to take a critical lens. And there's just great episodes where, another spoiler, I guess we're spoiling everything now. Remember mm -hmm. we were spoiling like things from like 20 years ago? Now yeah. we're just like spoiling this year. I'm going to spoil something that's happening tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Spoiler alert, it's gonna, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because this is on a time delay, like we can't even spoil tomorrow. Yeah. No, uh, one of the great episodes, one of my favorite episodes in the show is when he goes on this like crazy drug binge with like one of his former child with actors Lynn. with yeah. Sarah. Yeah. And like she dies. And then it's just like, Oh, looking back, I was like this role model for this person. And I essentially helped ruin her life. And it's like, yeah, I mean, it's a cartoon and ha 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 joke, joke, joke. But those are the kind of things you have to like do about your own life. Maybe you don't have the crazy past that I do, or you definitely don't have the crazy past of, like, BoJack Horseman. Both. You probably don't have the past of BoJack Horseman. No, because you would be dead, because he literally takes horse tranquilizers yes. and drugs, because yeah. he's a giant horse. But maybe you don't have the same dating past as me, or even just, like, life past as me. But it's very likely that you have done harm to someone in your life, or you are dealing with harm that was done to you and you have not resolved those feelings. So can you be a better person? Probably.
I think so. If you try. That's the key thing, though, is that yeah. he often is like, I want to be better, but doesn't do but anything. he doesn't want to do the hard <laughs> yeah, work Yeah, he doesn't actually want to do the work. And uh, I think one of the scenes that he has with whatever Aaron Paul's character's name is. Todd. Todd, yes, right. Yeah. So he has the scene with Todd where he's like, where Todd tells him that you aren't essentially, you know, I haven't seen it in a while, but he's like, you are what you do. So like, if you yeah. don't do good things, you're not a good person, you know, like it doesn't yeah. matter if you feel like you're a good person. It's like what you do. Yeah, yeah. it's true. And on the topic of what you do. Mm-hmm. So the positive part of talking about emotional agility is what you do lining up with your values and specifically acting in service of your values rather than goals. Like not saying like my goal is to be in a good relationship and here I am in a good relationship. The end. I'm done. No more growing or learning or thinking to do. Yeah. But instead to have goals like I want to have good communication in this relationship or I want to practice being more vulnerable and honest And those are goals where you make little and big choices all the time that either align with that goal or they don't or your values or whatever. And what you want to do is be a little more introspective about your choices and your actions to ensure that they do align with your goals. And if they're not, then ask yourself some questions like, why are these my goals if I'm not willing to make any choices that align with them or, you know why is it so hard for me to make these choices that align with my supposed values? Yeah. I think that goes, that can be as surface level as I say, I want these things out of my partner or a relationship <laughs> and I'm not doing the things that will get me to that point. Yeah. Or as deep as I say that I'm a good person, mm-hmm. but like, are your actions reflecting that you're a good person or just like your own idea of yourself? Like this image you have of yourself in your head. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I think you have to be honest about what your actions even are to some degree. Like, you can't be like, oh, I did this. That means I'm a good person. You're like, well, what did I actually do? And did that actually do a good thing? You know? And similarly, like, oh, I value good communication. So I wrote a note one time. Okay, good start. It takes more than one thing one time. Yeah, it's kind of like, Communicating doesn't necessarily mean good communication. Right. You can say, I try to communicate with my partner, but if the way you communicate with your partner is just like short terse sentences or, you know, lots of small talk, are you communicating with your partner or are you just communicating? Right. And it's like communication is more than communication is actions and not like ideas like I think I'm a good communicator but like what are you doing like how are you increasing the level of communication in your relationship in a tangible way like could you describe it could you write it in bullets mm-hmm. could you list it out um it doesn't have to be obviously that prescribed i'm just thinking like what are the actions you're actually taking and do they line up with what you say you are or what you say you do um yeah what would you say is one of the values that you think you bring to your relationship oh that is really a great question because it allows me to make myself sound really good on the internet. So <laughs> perfect. Um, one of the one of the values that I bring to my relationship, I think, I don't think my fiance is going to chime in from the living room or the bedroom. I think that I am very flexible about most things. I'm slowly talking so that she has the time to chime in. But I think that... <laughs> I'm pretty flexible. 
I would assume everyone thinks I'm pretty easygoing and I bring that to our relationship. So, and not just flexible in terms of like, oh, I'm easy to schedule stuff around. I am willing to, when she needs me to be the person who's emotionally strong in a relationship, who can make a decision, I am more than willing to do that. I'm willing to trade off and defer. Like I'm one of those people who like is pro teamwork in a relationship. So you don't want to cook, I'll cook. We can order in. You don't want to do this, I'll do this for you and vice versa. Like I'm all about like equivalent exchange as much as possible in a relationship and just being flexible, like being able to be like, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's try this. Let's go. I'm willing to try something. I'm willing to be open. So, yeah. Yeah. What about you? That's good. I think one of the values I have. Is that a value I bring to my relationship? No, I'm kidding. You just have cool hair. Thank you. (laughs) I don't really know if that's an action you can take that makes your relationships better. But if it is, then I am doing it. You are doing it. No, seriously. Thank you. I think one of the values I have is, I guess, I mean, showing up. And I mean it like in both ways, like both literally, like when someone needs you, you show the fuck up. Mm -hmm. And then also not just physically being there when they need you there for whatever it is, but also very much being present. Like if the person is in pain that you listen and you do what you can to help them or to comfort them or to just say, hey, that sucks. I I I don't envy you at all. Yeah. And also to show up where you are ready to like work on something together. I need this from you and it's not going to be easy for you to do because it's you're pushing your limits, but you show up emotionally ready to say, okay, I'm going to do the work to be what we need. Yeah. I think that that is one of the values that I try to bring. And it's something I certainly value in someone else when they match that energy. Yeah. This got me thinking, because I feel like we we talk about a lot about concepts that maybe come easy or natural or we've already worked on. Yeah. So if you wanted to take uh, a quiz and we are in no way, shape, or form affiliated nor um, we sponsored. We in no way yeah. benefit nor will be hurt by you choosing to do or not yeah. do this quiz. Do or not do. We don't care. But there is a quiz and no, no. Uh, my results were actually pretty good. I did mm-hmm. it while you were sitting here and my results were pretty spot on where it was like, you got some good qualities, but you got some areas to improve. So the website is www.susandavid.com slash hashtag EA dash quiz. quiz. So take that and see what you get. Be interesting. I opted not to sign up for the email list because as Polly was sitting here being like, you you are subscribed to a lot of stuff. You need to unsubscribe. So yeah. I'm going to do that after this. Yeah. So if you want to see like where you fall Want to get your full emotional agility report? You can get an email to you. Yeah, but But that's a good starting point. Yeah, Um, I thought I thought the basic little summary was good. Yeah, what the question you asked me, I think, is a good question to ask yourself or have someone ask you, and vice versa. It's what good quality do you bring into a relationship, which I think is good. Uh, But also, you might want to say like, what's a negative or maybe not a negative quality? What's What's a what's a story that's holding me back? Yeah, yeah, and really explore it. It doesn't have to be this big like whoa i don't know how to communicate uh you know like it doesn't have to be that that's just my anecdote it is true but it's illustrative of what it's like and vice versa like maybe yours is i nitpick or you know just i Mm -hmm. nitpick and i when i get defensive or you know whatever it may be like it's a good exercise like that's a good starting point 
and just think of tangible ways that you can improve and it doesn't have to be like these crazy improvements like just for framing purposes i would say from like 22 to like 27 i or 22 to 25 i didn't give it any thought like what i was just like yeah i just suck at communication that's how it's going to be forever and then like between 25 and 27 i just sort of was like okay i should probably work on myself so i don't end up just alone and miserable and then i'm here at 33 like okay i'm still pretty good but not perfect so it's not instant it's not rocket science it's not there's no right or wrong way to do it like so i hope that doesn't discourage you i think everyone should work on themselves a bit yeah you know i mean much like how your actions have to align with your values in a way you know big and small in a lot of ways all the time it's like you know in some ways you know, on a very optimistic note, which is also out of character for me, like every day is an opportunity <laughs> to like turn the ship a little bit, yeah. you know, like every day you you make choices and you take actions that can be towards the goal. And it's not like you're going to wake up one day and be a completely different person. But if you make different choices every day, you are on the path to being more of what you want to be. Yeah. Before we close, I like your ship analogy. Mm-hmm. I would say that a journey toward emotional agility is like steering a yacht you need to start turning before you actually make a change like just making that change is like step one but it takes a long ass movement to get to emotional agility i've never driven a yacht or is it driving if you're on the sea steering steering yeah i don't know you get where i'm going i don't know i've never (laughs) i've never directed a boat i have not either but i really want to I've been in like a little inflatable boat with an oar, and that's the closest thing I've ever done. Oh my god, that would be so cool! Yeah, like on a little man-made lake. That's yeah. pretty fun. Yeah, that I enjoyed that. Fun. Let's but do that. Yeah, let's do that. Even that's not that easy to steer. No, it takes no. some effort. Yeah, especially because it's an inflatable boat. Doesn't yeah. really. It's not exactly like streamlined. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Okay. Anything else, Dad? I think that being a little bit more introspective about your choices is always a good thing. And this is just another way to frame doing that. Yeah. Well done. Mm -hmm. Okay. Things we love. Things we love and or hate. Do you have a thing you love or you hate? I just started watching Russian Doll. Oh, yeah. Have you watched that? I have not. Hmm. No spoilers. (laughs) All right. (laughs) No kidding. Well... From the episode description, which you can read, uh, essentially it's a sort of a modern New York twist on Groundhog Day. Oh, okay. And it's starring Natasha Leone from Orange yeah, is the Black and other everything. things. I like her. She's amazing. I've only watched a little bit of the show, but I'm enjoying it. I've heard she's really good in it. She is. Yeah. I she's think she's awesome. pretty Just great. Like really great. The the cast of characters is very eclectic. And I'm kind of excited to see what happens next. Awesome. So, I don't know. if uh, I'll do an update of things I hate if at the end of the series. I'm like, that was shit. But yeah. so far, I'm enjoying it. Awesome. All right. The thing I love this week was... So by the time you listen to it, it'll be like a month since it's been out. But I really loved Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. I really did. I will not spoil it. But I really loved it. I really love... Upon like seeing people's reactions on Twitter to the movie, uh, my opinion actually changed in a positive way. I think that there are things in that movie that will speak to you differently depending on the gender you identify with. Mm-hmm. And there are things that I missed upon first viewing that I saw again from like clips on 
Twitter where I'm like, oh, right. That's a thing I never have had to experience. Got it. Mm -hmm. Right. I think it's much better than like people think. I think it was great. Even though it like sets up another movie, I think they still did a great job. And I thought Brie Larson was incredibly charming. Just like really, really charming. I don't know what it was about her. I just thought she was like really great. And I also learned because I went to Alamo and they do a little like pre-roll. Oh, yeah. That Brie Larson was a pop star. Oh. Uh, yeah. I did not. Like Ashley Simpson kind of vibe. Oh. Yeah. Really? Yep. Huh. It was weird. It was That's super weird. weird. And I've like, I've only ever seen her in like this. I never saw The Room. Room? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Not the Tommy Wiseau one. Uh, I never saw her in that, but I did see her in like Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Mm. and she like plays music in it and i didn't realize that that was like her and she was a pop star and it's weird so um check that out and i saw the new avengers trailer and i really enjoyed the interaction between her and thor i thought it was wonderful i love platonic friendships Mm. yeah thor looked at captain marvel the way i look at you like i'm so proud so yeah so that was it that's the thing i love we're all positive this week yeah positivity So, so, any last things you want to throw in there before we wrap it up? I really hope that if you are listening to this and you're like, oh, actually, I do recognize that I'm sort of inflexible in a lot of ways about what I'm willing to deal with, with my emotions, what I'm willing to express. I hope that you sort of get from this whole conversation that you should want to challenge yourself to improve in areas that you know are holding you back because ultimately self-improvement is for you. And you're the most important thing in your life right now. Even if you are a parent or a caregiver, like your health and well-being, both physically and emotionally, is really important. And if you feel like you're being held back, that think of that as like you encouraging yourself to be sick. Like you are letting yourself have the flu all the time, constantly by not being willing to address the emotional behaviors that are unhealthy. So I would encourage you to take like step one today. It doesn't have to be big. Like it could just be like, oh, I think I do need to change or, oh, what can I do to change? And just like work through it. It's not an easy process, but I don't think we ever are like, oh, there's a really easy thing you can do. No, that's not this. That's not this podcast. I don't think there's a lot of easy things you can do. I mean, some of the extreme examples where I like, these are so terrible. Stop (laughs) doing that immediately. Um, But most change is hard. Yeah. But, you know, you're stuck with you. Yeah. So you could make it better. Yeah, make it better. Try. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think so. All right. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all. And good luck out there. Bye.